0: Welcome to our audience. We really appreciate you listening in. This is the PATC podcast. My name is Mark Waterfill. I am the president and owner of Public Agency Training Council. PATC is the country's largest and longest-running provider of seminars for public safety. And We have a wide range of seminars. Check out our website at PATC.com. We also have virtual seminars in an online store at PATCeducation.com. With me
1: is David Broadway. Dave? Hello, my name is David Broadway. I'm an adjunct professor currently at Western Carolina University in the um, School of Criminal Justice. I had a 34-year law enforcement career, 10 years as a local cop, and uh, 24 years with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. For those that are not familiar, there's a division here. We have the Florida Highway Patrol, and then we have the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, which is the investigative arm of a statewide police, per se. I've been with PATC about seven years now and enjoyed every moment of it.
0: Fantastic. We appreciate you having here as the co-host, David. And we have with us Joe Willis. Tell our audience a little bit about your background.
2: Joe Willis, and uh, I retired from uh, Keene Police Department, Keene, New Hampshire, after 25 years of service. I had five years of service in Mass before I came. My last position with the department was running the property and evidence room. And in 2009, I started with uh, PATC, teaching a two day evidence management course around the country. And last year, we started a 4.5 day evidence manager certification class. And we've had uh, good success with the two-day class, uh, actually great success, somewhere around 18,000 people around the country over the last uh, 16 years have taken our class, and we've had good success, knock on wood. And... uh We also do evidence uh, room audits. Uh, As a matter of fact, next week I'm headed out to uh, Arizona to do an an audit at a police department with uh, one of our other instructors, uh, George Perez. And uh, looking forward to it. We'd like to do more audits. Uh, We've we advertise in every class, but uh, sometimes it's hard when you're teaching the evidence managers, um, property room stuff. They're interested, obviously, but it's always been my experience that it's hard to impress management once you get back to your agency about how important this evidence room is and keeping it running at a reasonable standard that I I just read an article this morning, a homicide case is about to be lost, or it actually was thrown out of court by the judge because uh, there was a blood sample in the evidence room from a drunk driving arrest. And The specimen was stored in the evidence room and one of the detectives had that same person as a suspect. So they did a DNA analysis on that blood test and it went up to the Superior Court and the judge said, why did you obtain a search warrant for that? Well, I didn't think I needed to. We already had it in the evidence room. So that case, a homicide case has been thrown out. They they don't seem to understand the evidence room is uh, for storage. It's not always, you know, carte blanche just to do whatever.
0: When you're not teaching or providing audits of property and evidence rooms, what are some of the other activities you like to do?
2: Try and convince. Uh, I know a gentleman that lives in Indiana. I keep trying to convince him to go salmon fishing, um, but he's a hard sell. He's a very hard sell. So you're a fisherman? Yes. We spend uh, quite a bit of time on the water, if, uh, if possible. And then when we're not, like now, you can't be on the water or, well... There are people that ice fish, but I don't stand on an ice cube to go fishing, so I build furniture. and
0: Tell us uh, what kind of criteria or or what are the important things that you teach in your property and evidence
2: room class. Uh, The biggest thing, in my opinion, is to, especially for the new evidence offices, is to teach them all of the various ways to CYA cover their assets, especially from some of the mistakes I made when I first took over my room. You know, nobody knows everything about these rooms, and I had a little bit of training, took that training, and came up with ways to make my room run better, but I thought that there were some things that were lacking in some of the training that I could find, so I established this curriculum and was basically teaching it in New England and New Hampshire for the most part, just trying to help the officers and impress upon the officers and the property managers, how important this room is, especially nowadays. That when things occur in the room, especially if they become public, you lose a lot of trust. You lose the, the trust of your courts. You lose, you lose the trust of your citizenry, and I really don't want to see that happen to any agency. And there's been departments that have gone through that, and they know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's unfortunate. Uh, we impress upon these people to be very, very careful with what we refer to in the business as the big three very tight, high security and high uh, documentation on the big three, which simply is your guns, your drugs, and your monies. Uh, Historically, those are the three items, unfortunately, that seem to disappear in evidence rooms. And so I think that if we can convince the evidence personnel to get proper training and have success in impressing upon upper management how important their job really is. I think that departments will have less instances of loss and less instances of confusion. It's very hard I've seen so many agencies where they don't have the ability to properly track and and properly take care of things. Many departments use handwritten logbooks only, which are very problematic, very difficult to research. A lot of officers, unfortunately, that have never worked in an evidence room really don't understand how important it is to make sure that you've packaged things properly, taken the time to label things properly, because it is an extremely important aspect of your job. Pay attention to the little things, then the big things will always fall apart. And, you know, and I know in my law enforcement career, I, I never considered some of the importance that I now impress upon people. Um, you know, I, I never understood evidence management, obviously. And I I just did what I was taught to do. And whether that worked, yes. But again, you know, there's there's a lot to the job. There's a lot to the job.
1: Joe, I have something I'd like to add. And uh, coming from a local police department for 10 years and then going with the state police, basically. One of the things we had to do as a state police is when uh, some of our smaller sheriff's departments would um, take over, a new sheriff had been elected, we would go and audit the evidence room. And That's I will right. tell you right now, sir, I, if, if I hadn't have had that in my career doing the audits, these types of things, I have a great respect for people like you that do those types of things in the evidence rooms because I would go in there and I, and I found grills, false teeth on the floor. You know, and with no case number on it and the packaging came so uh, far. But um, we also had a integrity prob- uh, problem at one of our labs in the evidence room there where um, we had a evidence person didn't taste from narcotics. We had to go through 2,600 drug cases because of that one incident, and sir, I applaud you for 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 emphasizing how critical the job is of of, of evidence integrity.
2: It's very important, um, and, and unfortunately, there are a lot of stories from the past, and I'm unfortunately will probably continue into the future until administrators really take the room serious. Yes, sir. And I I think it unfortunately in law enforcement we spend an awful lot of time. With firearms training, driver training, use of force training, which are all extremely important aspects. But thankfully, thankfully, our evidence room seem to lack in the training. Room. Yes, sir. It's forgotten how important that job is. And if there's lack of oversight from the administrative point of view and you don't have the right person. I mean, not just anyone can run a warehouse. And basically, if you're working in an evidence room, you're running a warehouse. And in my experience, many, many managers, upper managers will, and I see this so often, you have an officer that is very smart, hardworking, uh, does their job extremely well, and they earn a promotion to a sergeant, or they earn a promotion to the detective bureau. And so often, it happens almost in every single class I teach. Somebody in the room has been promoted to a new detective position, and what goes with that position is running the evidence room. Okay, first of all, those two things have nothing to do with each other. So now you have this new person who's trying to learn how to be a good detective, and they also have to learn how to run an evidence room that they don't have a clue about. Where's our emphasis going to be? It's going to be on being that new detective. I want to That's always my interest. I want to be a detective. I don't want to run an evidence. And most upper managers put their brightest and their smartest people into the room thinking that, hey, they can do the job. It's not that easy. Uh, It's not that easy. You really have to be on top of your game. And the other... Sad part about, especially for law enforcement, because it is a budgetary thing. Many agencies, I, I had a poor gentleman who works for a sheriff's department. There's approximately 300 deputies, and he's given about three hours a week to run the evidence. And, and I told him, honestly, I said, sir, you're going to get two days worth of training. But in my opinion, all you'll be able to do is keep your head above water. <laughs> you're, you're just going to be able to keep moving stuff out of the submittal lockers, putting it on a shelf. You might be able to get things ready for court. You might be able to get things uh, going to the lab back and forth, but you will never have have the time to do proper purging, to do the research on what needs to be purged, to keep track of what's... It, it's an impossible job. Uh, with a department... I concur, that has, yes, sir. I mean, there's got to be at least two people running that evidence room full-time in order to keep that thing
1: managed. And, and Joe, uh, I'll tell you, from from being an investigator, when you would, um, when you would uh, book things into the evidence room, uh, we had, uh, at my big agency I worked with, we had several different Programs talking to one another, and uh, you had to be so meticulous in your input and so meticulous in your description. And sometimes it would just wear you down. And I always wondered, there's got to be an easier way here, you know. By the time I put it into evidence, temporary evidence, at night to get it into the evidence room the next twenty four hours, it was it was really a job, you know? And it made me greatly appreciate our technicians that had to work with us to transition from temporary evidence to trial evidence, these types of things.
2: Certainly. And, you know, I I can be honest. Uh, When I was in patrol, when I was in investigations, I always thought that those evidence submittal lockers were just magic lockers. I would put something in them and it would be gone the next day. I had no idea where it went. It wasn't wasn't in part of my thought process. Um, I just knew that somebody was running this room. But until I actually started working in the room, little did I know... Well, not only does everything have to be correct, all the numbers, all the packaging, everything, all the labeling, but you have to put it in the right place within the room. It's got to be in a place where it can't deteriorate, where it can't be destroyed inadvertently. Uh, If you are working in a room that is not temperature controlled or it has proper ventilation, now you're increasing the risk, especially, you know, with the marijuana. And now, uh, you know, with the fentanyl and the fumes from the fentanyl. And a lot of agencies, you know, they'll give their evidence officers Narcan. Oh, here's some Narcan. Put it in your room. But that that's a very false sense of security because if you get exposed to this horrifying drug before you know you need the Narcan, you're already unable to administer Narcan. Yes, sir. So you know you're just you're just hoping and praying that nothing bad happens. And unfortunately, you know we need to expand our. Our thought processes, we we just can't continue in law enforcement to hope and pray. Uh, That always has a bad end result. I mean, we really, really need to not only train our people, but when they get back and they tell you these are the current standards, well, who says so? Well, you paid this money to send me to training. Why? Was it just because I needed to go out for two days? Uh, You know, we need to implement some of these things. That's what I try and help. Tell us a little
0: bit about your uh, audit, uh, what you do in conducting audits of uh,
2: evidence. Sure. Um, Well, audits are geared towards making sure that you have policies in place that meet a standard and that you're not only your evidence officers, but everyone in your department understands what those expectations are. And then you're looking to make sure that people are meeting those standards. Um, If we have established the standard that we're going to keep the big three separate, separately secured within our room. Is that actually the practice? Um, I've done several audits in agencies that were accredited and they don't have, they're not meeting the standards that are required. And that's one of those things that we're looking for. Um, I have guest toured many evidence rooms, especially when we host, when a police department hosts our classes. Hey, would you take a look at my evidence room? Absolutely. Uh, One great little short story. This gentleman was so excited to have us come. He had taken my class, and then the following year, he hosted my class. He was so excited, and you got to see my evidence room—state of the art, rolling file cabinets, rolling shelves, excellent. First thing I—I I walked in, they have a state of the art eye wash station and a shower, perfect. I mean, it's Niagara Falls in reverse to wash out your eyes and Niagara Falls coming down to clean anything that might have gotten on you. And right in front of it, there are 15 boxes piled up. The poor person would break their neck trying to get to it. And now the evidence fella kind of looks like the five-year-old on Christmas that didn't get the gift he was looking for. You know, why would I bring this knucklehead in here? Well, we look and see those things immediately. Um, but they they walk by this eyewash station 30 times a day and they never saw this. You bring somebody in that knows what they're looking for and they see these things. You know what? You better move those boxes because if something gets in your eyes and you're blind, you're never going to get to that wash station. And nobody can get into the evidence room to help because we took everybody's keys to the evidence room. So you're all alone in a locked room. You'll be screaming for help, but nobody's going to be able to get in there to
0: help. <laughs> if any of our listeners are interested. Uh, they can contact us here at PATC. We'd be happy to set you up with audits. Joe has an excellent program. Tell our audience a little bit about the certification class. You now have a five-day class, right?
2: Yes. The, the certification class, the base of the class are obviously the topics in the two-day. Um, however, we're, we go very in-depth into scene recovery all the way through to final disposition. We cover uh, numerous Supreme Court decisions that relate to our evidence rooms and the practices within our rooms. And we we follow a piece of evidence almost from the very beginning till the very end and exactly what steps, exactly how these things get stored. And I also introduced into that four and a half day class management perspective, because I do have a lot of people that will take my class, the two day class, that are the supervisors of the unit, but they're not doing the day to day routines. So I expanded my presentation to give them what they can do to make their evidence office life a lot easier.
0: When they finish that class, they are then provided a certification from PATC that they are a certified individual. Isn't that correct? Yes, sir. That's a fantastic certification and and I think gives uh, the department, the leadership of the department some confidence, as well as the deputy prosecutors, the prosecuting attorneys, some confidence that uh, our our, uh, property and evidence room is being run properly. Well, Joe, thank you so much. We very much appreciate uh, you being one of our uh, fantastic instructors. We very much appreciate all of your hard work. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at pa 2 one at gmail.com. Hey.